Hi, it's Andy back here and welcome back to the New Grad Physio Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk all about how to take shortcuts with your patient assessments. So you've probably seen it as yourself, whether you're a student or as a new grad, where you've been in the presence of a, of a senior therapist, whether that's a physio, sports therapist, sports rehabilitator, it doesn't really not matter. But you've seen how sort of smooth and how slick their assessment seems to be. It almost seems that they actually do less tests and actually ask less questions but actually being able to make sense of their patient assessment pretty easy and even with really complex sort of patients and, and presentations and it's all about being able to take shortcuts during these subjective and objective assessments so you know for you I bet there's many many times that you've got to the end of that patient assessment and not being quite sure exactly what's going on with your patient we were sort of taught at university that at the end of the assessment and actually by the end of the subjective assessment that you should be able to actually diagnose what's going on with your patient and actually tell your patient what's going on but in all reality as a new grad it's not as easy as that but actually being able to make sense of your patient assessments is obviously really important because we need to know what's going on with our patients so then we can manage them in the best possible way but that said making sense of patient assessments is probably the number one thing that new grads talk to me about saying it's their biggest problem, their biggest challenge that's actually stopping them making the, you know, the inroads with their patients, making the impacts on the patients that they're working with in day in and day out in their clinical practice. So in this podcast, you're going to discover how to take shortcuts with your assessments, being able to actually cut out the noise and actually make that patient diagnosis much, much easier. But before that, I just wanted to sort of touch back with this. I was when I was putting this. Um, sort of podcast together I was just thinking back to my own time as a, as a new grad albeit sort of 10 years ago now and I actually remember going out on placement and also when I actually qualified as a new grad there's a few of many many times actually that I, I remember being in that sort of MSK environment and going back to my, my placement days as a student I remember I was working with uh, a band 7 physio he was my educator at the time and I remember just the ease that he went through his assessments the questions he seemed to ask he seemed to ask sort of like two three questions almost he didn't clearly but in his assessment and just absolutely fly through that subjective but get to the end of that subjective assessment and you know even me watching on I was I was pretty clear in you know most cases you know what was going on with the patient because of the quality of the questions that he'd asked and then he followed that up with the objective assessment which again he wasn't just testing every single test that he knew for for a knee or a low back, it was really specific to the questions he'd asked previously with his subjective assessment. It flipped forward a couple of years, and I'm, I'm qualified in my first job working at the, at the Leeds Rhinos and the senior physio there at the time, who was sort of the head physio, I was the, I was this sort of assistant, and the ease again with which he you know, worked through his assessments, how slick they were, you know, how smooth the, the subjective sort of flowed into the objective assessment. I, I was almost in, in sort of amazement really, and then no, I'm sure you can relate as a as a new grad or even as a student listening to this podcast. I'm sure you've had experiences where it's nothing like that. It's probably complete the opposite end of the spectrum where you you get into you're working through that you know subjective assessment, objective assessment, and it's tough. You know you're not quite getting the the answers or not quite getting the the results you want at the end of that assessment, which then makes your you know diagnosis, prognosis, and that patient explanation. You know, really, really difficult. But going back to those guys that are able to work through those assessments, you know, how you know how is it that 
those those sort of senior physios that maybe you've been in and around, how are they actually able to, to, to not sort of do it? So smart people take shortcuts all the time. So what I actually mean by that is that you know, smart people, when I say smart, I'm talking really here about experienced therapists, they're actually able to, to take shortcuts within their patient assessment. So if you look at the subjective assessment assessment, you know, experienced therapists and really competent therapists are able to only actually ask the, the important questions there, sort of cutting the noise out of their own head, of their own subjective assessment, to only actually ask the questions that are specific to that individual that's sat in front of them. So we sort of role play a process, if you like, with our subjective assessment at university, and you know, it gives you a, a decent foundation to the questions and the structure of how to put that subjective assessment together. But being around you know, those experienced therapists, I'm sure you're starting to realise that you don't need to ask every patient you see every single subjective question that you know, because ultimately that's just going to create more noise, giving you more information, and some of that information you know, is not important, and it's about being able to take the meaningful from the meaningless information during your subjective assessment, which then obviously sets you up for your objective assessment. And exactly on the same sort of lines, again, we have a process, a structure of our objective assessment, which is really important, but if you have a knee injury, an ankle injury, whatever injury it may be, you do not have to test every single knee test or every single ankle test or every single shoulder test for that particular patient. You need to test the tests that are important. That sounds really simple, but that is how those smart, those experienced therapists are seemingly able to take shortcuts with their assessments because they're, they're not skipping things, they're not missing things out. It's completely the opposite. They're only actually picking the important things, the important questions to ask during the subjective assessment and those important tests to, to actually um, test their patients in the best possible way during that, accepted, you know, that objective assessment. A big problem that new grads have is that you ultimately just fall back on what you've been taught previously. So you get that knee, you've highlighted that it's, a, it's obviously a knee injury during your subjective assessment, and then you get that, that patient on the bed and you will test you know, every single every single test, irrespective of, of what they've just told you. So if, they, you know, if they're mechanism of injury, in no way, shape or form, is indicative of them potentially having a, an ACL injury or an MCL injury or whatever else it may be, there's no real need for you to test that on the bed because you know, if your subjective assessment has been thorough, it's been clear and you're happy you've got the right answers, then why are you wasting your time doing a, a Lacan's test or a Valgus test on a knee that you, you're pretty certain that does not have you know, any chance of being a, an ACL or MCL. It's just a complete waste of time. But that said, you know, knowing what assessment techniques to use can sometimes be, be tough and one of the reasons it is tough is that sometimes on the maybe on the opposite end of the, the spectrum to what we spoke about, as a new grad sometimes you, you're not aware of, of, of additional tests. So if you've only got a limited number of tests to actually use with your patient, when we're using any injury as an example, if you don't actually know all the, the relevant tests and you've only got a few sort of select tests to actually choose from, that then makes it even tougher for you because if then you may be there may be one or two tests that you could be really specific with with that particular patient or that presentation, but if you don't actually know those tests in the first place, you will ultimately just revert back to what you know. So with a an injury that you might suspect something around the posterior lateral knee, there is specific posterior lateral 
you know, neat tests you could do, which could, you know, rule in or rule out a given diagnosis. But if you don't know what those tests are, you maybe just fall back and do your standard ACL, PCL, you know, LCL, MCL testing and palpation and whatever else. Uh, but ultimately that's not specific to the patient that's laid in the bed in front of you. So then again, that makes your objective assessment, your actual diagnosis and your ability to get a finite diagnosis really, really difficult if you actually don't know the, the correct test in sort of the, the first place. So you only need to test what you need to test and this is ultimately how you can take shortcuts with your patient assessments by actually going really highly specific with your questioning, ultimately during your subjective assessment and being more deliberate with the test you actually set, you actually test during that you know, objective assessment with your patients upon the bed. Now this is how you know those experienced therapists, those smart therapists that I was talking about before, can actually ask less questions during their subjective assessment and actually do less objective testing in terms of less testing in terms of the number of tests they actually have to complete, even with highly complex injuries, and actually get the right diagnosis and actually make it look you know look pretty easy. One of the big errors or the biggest problems with actually doing you know more tests more tests in terms of objective testing sometimes you can get sort of false positives where some tests are ultimately going to maybe potentially irritate certain structures uh, and if you irritate things during your assessment which is going to be more likely the more tests that you do it might then be that some tests are, are coming up as being painful just because you irritate structures not necessarily because that's the actual you know source of a, a of sort of patient symptom so Every single intervention that you have with the patient must really be, be thought out. It must actually directly relate to what your patients are telling you to that patient assessment. And then ultimately it's going to give you the best information so then you can select the right hands-on treatment techniques, the right sort of rehab exercises so you can manage your patients in the best possible way and in a, in a way that's as specific as possible to that particular patient. This is ultimately how you get the right result, that you get a positive result and you get a result in the quickest possible time by only asking the questions that need asking and only testing the tests that need testing. So you know, that sounds super, super simple, but it can make such a big difference to your patient assessments. It can enable you to take those shortcuts that I'm talking about and actually make your subjective and objective assessments as concise and as slick as possible. It's going to cut out the noise for you as a therapist and give you the best opportunity to, to, you know, to make sense of your patient assessments, to find that correct diagnosis and be able to manage your patients in the best possible way. So just to sort of recap on what we've covered in, in sort of today's podcast, those smart therapists are able to take you know, shortcuts in their patient assessments by only asking the necessary questions for that specific patient and by only conducting the necessary tests as part of the objective assessment. By being specific with what you're asking and what you're testing, this will help you simplify your assessment you know, procedure, if you like, and help you to make better sense of your patient assessments. So thanks for joining me. Any questions, as always, please please hit me up. You can email me at andy at neurophysio.com or on social media, wherever you're picking up my sort of podcast. Um, it's great, great to have you on the show. I look forward to the next episode. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're up to, and I'll speak to you all again very soon.